0: Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness Podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to
1: you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor.
0: Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. Thank you so much for dropping on by. And uh, first, let me just apologise because you might hear in my voice, it's a bit croaky. I've come down with the lurgy a little bit. But today I've got the fab Katie Cooper with me. And I'm going to hand over to her to introduce herself to you all in a moment or two. But I just wanted to say, you may well have already listened to some of the podcasts about me talking about my dad thinks I'm a... Fairy, the book, the fabulous multi-author book collaboration I've been involved in, which went to number one in the Amazon book charts on day one, which is awesome. And Katie is one of the authors. which is how I've got to know Katie. So that's just a little bit of an intro, but I'm going to hand over to Katie because as regular listeners of mine will know, my... Guests always know more about them and introduce themselves far better than I can. So over to you, Katie, please take the floor and introduce yourself to my fabulous listeners.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be with you. Um, My name is Katie Cooper and I am a Master Positive Psychology coach, I also coach around energetics and biohacking as well, and I've been coaching for around three years, um, and it's been quite a journey to get here. Uh, but yeah, that's part of the story that I've written about in the book, um, and very much I coach around the belief in the power of human energetics, um, how that affects your mental state, and how positive psychology ties into all of that.
0: And it's magical, isn't it? Because obviously, all the stuff yes. that you you do—I mean, I do as well—and it's just—it's so powerful. The, the power of the mind over everything else, and that power of positivity and mm. uh, positive mental attitude, and sort of the energetics, and what happened there's more in the unseen than there is in the scene. There's so much, it's a massive topic in itself, but. You're, I mean, I've read your story. I've read your story in the book. You've had quite a journey, really, haven't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I have had quite a journey. <laughs> and actually, it's quite timely to be on this podcast today because it's had a bit of an ending this week, my journey. So I think Ooh. my journey's... Yes, I know. It's it's all sort of come together with the launch of the book and everything. So it's it's been a, a real week of serendipity. So it's great to be here sharing it with you all. So my journey started... Um, early on in my life, really, with with, um, debilitating ill health, um, going through a series of viruses and diagnoses and all sorts of things, culminating really in my teens with being diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, uh, which basically has defined the last 33 years of my life, really, you know, in and out of hospital and drugs and interventions and all sorts of things. And a lot of my life decisions have been based around uh, that. And uh, naturally, um, I got married, I had three children, but I didn't really do what I wanted to do. My health had dictated all of those choices for me. And everything was kind of going along okay. I mean, you know, I was quite happy. I loved my babies. It was always difficult to do the things I wanted to do. You know, having children when you have problems like that's not easy so there's all the extra Mm -hmm. stuff that goes around it my husband ran his own business and I was always involved with that and in the early days of the children I ran an online business as well of my own so always had an interest in business and and, you Mm -hmm. know that sort of way of life um and it was all kind of okay until my mother died actually seven years ago and she um had been divorced from my father for some years and when she married we uh, remarried we didn't realize that he actually had taken most of her money so we didn't yeah I mean it's quite a cautionary tale so I mean she Mm -hmm. died a really traumatic death it was very um hard for us all to process she was fit and healthy and within eight weeks she was dead basically oh my gosh yeah, oh, so it was, it, yeah, it was a lot to deal with. And we nursed her, my sister and I, right till the end. But she really didn't want to die. And it was, It was. you know, we both had uh, post-traumatic stress afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that was a big thing. And then when her will was found, we discovered that she had absolutely no money left to her name. She was completely impoverished, even though my Good father love. had left her quite well off after the, their divorce. So that led me on a sort of journey, having not worked for some years, from raising the children, of a kind of soul searching, I suppose around the fact, what was I going to do if I was widowed? And, and what did I have to offer the world? And, you know, real kind of before and after moment for me, and all oh, honesty. Oh, gosh, yes, yeah. yes, and, yeah, very you know, much quite so, sort yeah. Of dramatic, and I really lost myself. You know, I had two years of living. I was unwell mentally and physically, and, you know, the whole thing didn't uh, gel for me at all. <laughs> so eventually, uh, my husband said to me, come on, you know, that's enough. Uh, come back to work with me. He runs a cybersecurity business. And I was like, no, no, I can't do that. All I can do is change nappies and make milk and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I very much got into that state of, you know, the mum mode and the wife yes. mode. And who was I? What, what could mm-hmm. I do? Anyway, I went to, uh, you know, got, get involved with working with him again and absolutely loved it. It just lit me up. Being back in the workplace, the conversations, mm-hmm. the energy. And so decided to train in social media, uh, which was something I had done in the past marketing and obviously a long time ago. So I joined an organisation called Digital Mums and I upskilled with them over six months and absolutely loved it. Loved the kind of immersion of learning again, of finding Mm -hmm. myself. Um, Very quickly afterwards, started my business by accident. I was telling a friend about my training in a coffee shop and a lady was sitting on the table next door and she said, I need somebody like you. Can I take your details? So she was my first uh, client, and amazing synchronicity, synchronicity oh, it, at work. Yeah, but, but I didn't know anything about synchronicity in those days. You know, that's been <laughs> that's been part of my amazing journey. So anyway, I just thought that's a nice coincidence. I would have called it then. And <laughs> and she ran an amazing business called Bush Bells, which basically. Um, employs tailors in Watamu in Kenya and they make clothes out of traditional African fabric and then they get brought back over here and sold and all the proceeds go back to building schools in that community. Oh, wow. And I just loved it. The power of social media to help that grow and that you could give back in such a way when I was Mm -hmm. just sitting here in my house, so to speak. So I decided then to focus around kind of heart-centered ethical business but very quickly realised, sadly, that those organisations just don't have the money to, to fund that sort of an mm. investment. So mm. anyway, I ran my social media agency, The Social Giraffe, for two or three years and then COVID hit. Um, A oh, good old um, yes, COVID. Yes, yes, I know. I think people have, you know, before COVID and after COVID stories, don't yes, they, coming also, out, there is. Do,
0: do you not think there's also that missing year when you think, like, oh, Oh, yeah, that was COVID because
1: there was like this, this void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know it's extraordinary, isn't it? But but what happened for me was I lost a lot of clients overnight. And at the time, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, my gosh, I don't think my business is going to survive. And I, I employed a couple of people at that point. I had to let them go. I thought, goodness me, perhaps this is a good thing. I've got time to educate the children at home, you know, all of those mm-hmm. things. And focus on my husband's business because that was paying the bills. But then suddenly, over a period of time, a whole new load of clients joined because of course the whole world went online. Yes, (laughs) And actually it was a perfect storm. So suddenly I was rushed off my feet, had to re-employ, had to find people. I very much reached back into my original community of being able to employ women who were trying to get back into work like I had. Mm -hmm. And you know, jobs around their children. So that was really lovely. Uh, so, you know, set head forth onto things and didn't really niche. There were lots of variety, service-based, product-based. But something strange happened around sort of six to eight months into COVID. And there was a real change in how people were using social media and how they were mm-hmm. showing up online. And it become, became a forum for people, I think, to vent all their anger and distress <laughs> and frustration, but want of putting it a better way. And it became really toxic, really toxic. Yes,
0: yes, yeah, yeah.
1: And I noticed uh, with a, within my team that there was like a, a lowering of energy, and it wasn't just around COVID. It was around the clients and how people were showing up. My clients were very fed up, and I started to mm-hmm. really question the online space. Actually, how how good yes, it was for yeah. all Understandably of us mentally. So. Yeah. Um, so I started you know put the feelers out I was starting to kind of understand a little bit more about intuition now and following my instincts and starting to realize there was more at play here and kind of sat with this for a bit Um, and for some strange reason was introduced to Pinterest which had been on my radar because a few clients had sort of said they were interested in it and I was like I'm gonna look into this I felt compelled to find out more about it the Mm -hmm. first thing that happened was there was very little information out there. So I had to go like to America and Australia to train, particularly in ads. That was the bit I was interested in.
0: Oh I, wow, I, really? Yeah,
1: yeah. because yeah, I had a background in Facebook advertising as well. And mm-hmm. again, I wanted to offer an alternative to the, to the clients. And I loved Pinterest. I fell in love with it. Now, I don't consider myself a creative person, particularly. I'm not particularly drawn to, I don't know, spending hours looking for sofas or products or whatever. <laughs> but, I, but I love Pinterest because you can show up inexcusably as yourself on Pinterest. And it's mm-hmm. a managed community which actually works. So whereas Facebook say they have all these parameters in place, which then nobody can see actually working. Pinterest really do what they say they're going to do. So they have an independent board of directors. So they're answerable Mm -hmm. to the company. It's, um, you know, it's not owned by one person. Um, And they have an amazing set of parameters to keep the community safe. They have no political ads. They have no weight loss ads, no money ads, nothing like that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And before you post any comments, you're asked if you really want to post it and the community is not driven by interactions it's driven by people searching for products via keywords so it's a visual google you know it's really for me it's fascinating
0: listening to you talk about pinterest because i've sort of gone on to it on and off when i've had dealings with like personal stylists and things like that or i've just randomly and looked for things and ironically um i I don't know i just decided oh these are nice i'm going to set up set up a thing for engagement rings you know as you do not that i was in a position to actually get engaged (laughs) but then when i reactivated it just recently and i've got i say i've I got divorced after a 20-year relationship 17 years ago. And in between sort of then and now, I'd had a five and a half year relationship. But in the last, prior to that, after that, I had five years single. And then I met met somebody during lockdown who I'm in a relationship with now. So when I reactivated my Pinterest, I think it was a bit was sort of like, oh my God, what she
1: got on here? In <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, that's but, what most but, people think of it for, you see, which is why it just blew my mind. Because actually it's the most amazing business marketing tool for small businesses so anyway mm-hmm. i decided to kind of deep dive into this both for my own sanity and for my clients and uh, just discovered you know a, a way of describing it is if instagram and google had a baby it would be pinterest so it's driven by keywords and mm-hmm. you get to literally show up your business without feeling you have to interact with other people, without feeling you have to share things with other people. This is just about the service or product that you can offer somebody, the solution you can provide them, basically.
0: I've toyed with it. And for the benefit of the listeners who don't know much about Pinterest, you know, as, as I don't. So I'm kind of asking questions on their behalf as well. So, for example, you know, when I go on to Instagram which I can't get my head around Instagram I, I play around with it but it's just I find it cumbersome you've got to write all this text but then you can't get it and you're working on a small amount of space on your phone and it's just I, so I like LinkedIn because I can see what I'm doing I like Facebook can see what I'm doing but if I was to, for, for me if I was to investigate Pinterest mm. you know and if anybody else listening was to investigate Pinterest what would you what would you suggest to them I mean I'm just curious if you can expand obviously not give a whole whole training session no, in it, no, the, it. First
1: thing I, the first thing I would suggest to anybody is to decide what you want the end goal to be when you're on there so whether that's to generate leads or to sell a product or to educate people and then I would go on to Pinterest and I would put in the top search bar whatever your area of expertise is and see what comes up and if that inspires you then it's worth you being there. But there are literally money coaches nailing it on there, life coaches, well being coaches, as well as obviously the traditional product based companies, but also accountants, solicitors. If you've got oh, really? value yeah, if you've got value to add, then you can be on there. So if you've got blogs, if you've got information, at certain times of the year, filling in your tax return is the most searched for keyword. Now, that's really interesting that you
0: should say that because I've had a coaching client this morning who is um, a qualified accountant. He's an FD and he's taking redundancy and he's taking six months off, but he actually wants to have his own business over to. And he was talking about how to find clients. Now, I know to tell him to go to Pinterest. Yeah, look at that. So I just thought it was photos. I just thought it was images. And obviously, when you go onto Instagram, uh, it's all people with sort of reels and images and writing all over those images. So how what, how does it work with Pinterest?
1: Well, it's, it's not dissimilar. So you can post uh, carousels, you can post single images, you can use video, you can use, they, they have a thing called mm-hmm. idea pins, which is similar to reels, but you can do as little or as, as lot as you like. And that's what's so lovely about it. But the real genius stroke on Pinterest is the advertising. And this is where it really comes into itself because it's still relatively affordable. And whereas on Facebook, when you put money behind an ad, uh, it will spend as long as you've got the money. So it'll start on a day and end on a day. On Pinterest, when you put money behind an ad, even when you stop spending, it will continue to grow. So it's like the platform that keeps giving and that pin can still go viral six months later because of how you elevated it with the spend behind it. So we have clients (sighs) who make thousands and thousands of pounds every month through their Pinterest advertising, either through um, running courses, through um, webinars or through products. And it's really a very lovely space to spend time in. So the the Mm -hmm. offshoot for us was we saw it working for our clients, it lit all of us up and we saw how much kind of, Mentally healthier we were actually, without dealing yeah. with the constant kind of back chat on the other channels, our clients started to have really good results on there. Um, and so people started asking us about it. And we were like, okay, so what's next? So we decided to create our own course. That was the next mm-hmm. stage in order to be able to share our knowledge with businesses that couldn't afford our management fees. That's how it came about. And it felt very aligned with COVID. It felt like a way to give people a hand up when they needed it. So we developed initially a Pinterest advertising course. And much to our surprise, it sold out straight away. Oh, wow. Just through word of mouth. Which was totally, we just thought we'd dabble in it, have fun. My sister had joined me in the business by now and she had done an interior design degree. So she's very much a creator. And uh, the combination, she'd also been a teacher. So she wrote the curriculum. I had the strategy and and delivered and moved the thing forward. We very quickly then grew into an all encompassing course, uh, supercharge your Pinterest, which is basically zero to hero. So no Pinterest to Pinterest advertising. And we started running that out through challenges regularly and then people would sign up. And we've been basically sold out for the last two years doing that.
0: That's incredible, Katie. And and from what you're saying, do you know what I, I find fascinating? And it's, you know, is that when you do something that you're interested in, you're passionate about and it's it kind of starts to and it starts to grow organically and you then you're following that flow and you're picking up on that and you're running with it. That's when things sort of happen. I think sometimes when you're sort of forcing stuff, mm. it it doesn't. Work, you know, there's there's an energetics as you well as you will know to it.
1: Yeah, well, that's how the rest of the story evolved. Interestingly enough, is you know we were always interested in the experience for our students and we're very data driven. So as students graduated, they went into our Facebook group and we maintained follow up with them there. We wanted to see what results they were getting. You know, there's Mm -hmm. no point in producing a course unless you actually know what the end result is, or else it's just doing it for doing sake and we could see them moving their businesses along changing lives doing whatever they wanted to do so we knew the course worked but after we'd run a few probably three or four we realized around the four-week mark it was an eight-week course that a lot of the ladies started presenting with some really quite intense limiting beliefs around their learning and mm-hmm. it's fascinating seeing the vibe in the Facebook group just plummet. You know, as they came up with lots of things like, you know, oh, I'm so bad at maths at school. That's why I can't work out how to read my stats. Um, and I've never been creative. I'm not a creator, so I <sighs> the can't story work they're out. telling
0: themselves become a yes. self fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yes
1: absolutely. <laughs> and and these things. And you know, oh, my husband said that this business would never work. I'm not sure it is going to work. And what they've done is oh. they hit that hit that point where the honeymoon period had finished and they needed to dig in and find some grit and resilience but meanwhile i was sitting here puzzled by the whole thing like why week four what is going on here we know they mm-hmm. get the results at the end how do we get these women through so i started putting feelers out and by then had started coaching with the lovely nick pigeon
0: oh yes and, of course
1: <laughs> and she obviously um is very um well thought of in the positive psychology space mm. and around this time she started building her own accredited course. And she asked me after, you know, we've been in conversation if I wanted to join her beta. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm up for that. So I joined her positive psychology beta course. I liked the language that she used. Mm -hmm. And she explained to me that's where a lot of it came from. And I thought if I could use some of this language with the ladies, I felt I could move them on. I was starting Mm -hmm. to struggle with exactly what to say to them, you know, how to get those shifts going. And I absolutely fell in love with positive psychology.
0: Mm, it's I mean, amazing, just, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I just knew it was what the ladies needed, those simple actionable tools that they could integrate into their daily life. But the thing that really blew me away was it changed my life.
0: Ah, yes. Yes. You see, that's really interesting. You should <laughs> you should nail that because I qualified as a coach like 10 years ago and the, I did a, a level five qualification, which is equivalent to like two years of degree whilst I was working. Um, But the journey that took me on, because there were elements of NLP within that, and I've obviously done a lot of other sort of studies since then as well, that changed my life because it teaches you those skills, those tools, those techniques, teach you and educate you to how you change your behaviour to get different results and how that mindset and Mm -hmm. how to... I mean, I've cancelled out, you know, negative thoughts in my, I've cancelled them out years ago, you know, so you recognise when negative words pop up and or thought processes or actions or behaviours mm. and you, you shift them, you change them, you look at things from a different perspective, which is why I then um, coined my um, eight mindset methodology last year, and I actually trademarked it, because it's acceptance, perspective and energy. So, it's accepting what you can and you can't change, shifting your perspective yeah. and focusing your energy accordingly, which is all yeah,
1: amazing. encompassing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. But it's powerful but stuff, isn't it? When we integrated it into the coaching, we had then integrated Pinterest and positive psychology together and we ran out the course with these two components. No one had ever done this before. We've always had a great relationship with Pinterest and they said, you know, you're a unicorn. We've never had this before Ooh. from somebody and we've always had an amazing relationship with them that's kind of motivated us on and they're always there to support our clients and our students which is amazing but the whole community changed it was just incredible and the women started lifting each other up it wasn't all about us anymore they almost had the tools to support each other and it Fantastic. was self-perpetuating and beautiful but meanwhile at um from going through the accreditation you have to go through it yourself actually be coached by someone else yes meanwhile my life had started to sort of unfold in ways that I had never expected because there was a real improvement in my health
0: ah you see yeah (laughs) absolutely (laughs)
1: metaphysical coming in (laughs) yes which I couldn't quite fathom at the time except you know every time I visited the consultant he was like oh this is good you know in surprise after all these years of debilitating ill health and I started to feel like I might want to go back to the gym and, you know, do things which I'd limited myself around massively before. So, so there was that personal journey that I was on, but also the journey of growth with my students, which are always your biggest educators anyway. And it just absolutely lit me up. So I then stepped up to train to be a master coach as soon as I could. And I'm still a master coach now in Nick's community. So continue to be able to fine tune those skills on a daily basis, supporting the students coming through now. We still coach the Pinterest alongside the positive psychology. But once people have completed the Pinterest courses, they started to ask what's next. And Ah. I love being, I love my business being led by a need by, you know, so rather than trying to second guess people, you know, if you listen, you know what you need to do. And one of the things that the positive psychology taught me was to listen, you know, to, Mm. to just sit in peace sometimes to listen to what I needed what the students needed to reflect and I had don't think I had Mm -hmm. ever done that before in my entire life I'd just been busy all the time
0: yeah it's so easy isn't it to get caught up into the busyness of being busy and actually when you give yourself that space and time to think the answers are all all there they're all within and if you're tuned in you will you will hear them you will pick them mm -hmm. up and you, can, you, you you know inherently, you understand that instinct, that intuition. And you, if you tune out that voice that's going, nah, 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 or other people that go nah, 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 at you, you know, and you surround yourself with people that are like-minded, similar values, or, you know, cause what you put out is what you get back. Everything that Completely. you put out is what you get yeah. back. And so it's really important to be mindful of all of that and mm. to think positively. And I love the story that you've just shared about your health, because... It is so important. And that's why I think, I mean, although I've sort of started today and introduced the show that I've got a bit of a sort of croak, I could have, I could have taken the option this morning to go, do you know what? I feel rubbish. <clears throat> or words to that effect. I'm not <laughs> going to, I'm going to just lay in bed. I'm going to, but I didn't, you know, I got yeah. up. I thought, right, no, I, I am. I, and I have this, I say to myself, I am healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy in my head. I run that hmm. programme <clears throat> I think I get up, I'll have my hot water and my lemon juice and my, my uh, apple cider vinegar and ginger, drink that. I've had, obviously, several coffees on top of that. But, you know, had a shower, got my face on, got my makeup on. I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing online stuff, but it's not being recorded. But, you know, it it's that whole... Mental psychology, that process, the thing that you're going through to put yourself into that position to think positive and go, do you know what? Yeah, I can do this and I'll just pace myself and it's just reframing
1: Mm. it a bit. I mean, it's a very clever process because it starts with the pure learning. You know, and you literally mm-hmm. read about daily gratitude, or you might read about, you know, how to improve your mood, or you might read about silver linings exercise. And at the time, it's very functional, it's just an education. But when you actually start to integrate it into your real life and feel the changes, mm-hmm. it then becomes a part of who you are. And I find it quite oh, yeah. hard now when people say to me, what do you use about positive psychology or um, energetics within your daily life and biohacking? And I actually can't break any of it, down, So I'm going to move on to explaining that because a story goes on. You'll have to, like, give me a five minute time up or something because it goes on. Oh, no, no, it's, it's fascinating, Kate. because actually, again, I love
0: what you've just said, because and that is something on a personal level, I have to say, is really difficult for me because I have integrated... I mean a I've I've always been very sort of spiritually aware and attuned and things like that I, you know I, I was brought up with my my auntie sort of I used to gravitate to her bookcase with all the stuff that was interesting and when she was when she passed away a few years ago she, you know in her 80s she was reading um, quantum physics and stuff like that and I've opened books and I've gone oh my god I can't understand a word she... but I've always <laughs> had that interest I've always been aligned yeah. with people astrology, spirituality anything like that because I sort of I sense it I feel it I know it but equally so the stuff that I've gone on and learned and understood and the shift changes because it all comes from within and when people have actually said stuff it's like oh yeah that's why I feel like that oh that makes sense oh right mm. and I pick up bits that I know are right for me it's not about going and f- filling your boots with what one person says and actually replicating everything that person says you pull out the bits that resonate the, p- the bits that feel right for you because the beauty of this world is that we're all individuals we're all unique and we, we need to shine in our brilliance mm. um, but equally so I've integrated so much of it like you've just said I'm going and oh, where yeah. do I start it's <laughs> I it all out to, to teach somebody all I of know. this stuff that I've integrated over so long. So I just like to share my energy with people, really, and hope that they I pick know. up on that.
1: And do you know what? That's why writing the, writing the chapter for the book was such a good exercise, because it meant I had yes. to reflect. And I'd never done anything like that before. And really, I feel like my life didn't begin until I was 40. I mean, I'm 48 now. And I just feel as if I had done no inner work at all before that. It's all evolved just when it was meant to in, in perfect timing, as we know that it does. Yes. Um, <laughs> but but it very quickly became apparent when people were asking, when they sort of completed the Pinterest, what's next, that I needed to step up and offer something else, that this actually was my purpose. You know, the Pinterest is yes. wonderful and magnificent, uh, but this was, re- you know, my real calling was to coach around positive psychology, energetics and biohacking. So I created the Ignite Your Success Mastermind, and that mastermind is built around one-to-one coaching along positive psychology and integrating those other factors as well. And I love it because it's a real mixture of science, of spirituality and of energy Mm -hmm. all combined together. Um, and I was under under this huge misconception that spirituality meant God. Now, this was a big thing for me um, and it was my <laughs> no. I love, uh, no, and I, I I have never thought around it. I, my grandfather was a bishop, so I had grown up oh, wow. seeped in, in religious yes. education all my life. Yes. And I wouldn't say I was anti, but I hadn't continued it into my adult and for my children I wanted them to make their own choices around what that looked like I didn't want them to be in church all the time like I was as a child and it wasn't until a very good friend of mine said oh no you've quite misunderstood this spirituality is what you're doing already it's the things you already do but you think of you've shut your mind to exploring it because you think of it as religion so Mm -hmm. that was a real profound moment for me to kind of be open to that and since then my spiritual journey has not stopped it's been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, I read around, you know, quantum physics and energetics and vibrational mm. frequencies and it's just become absolutely who I am. So so moving that on, I now have Katie Cooper coaching as a separate container to the social giraffe, but the two still interlink. And then on top of that, I am, um, uh, you know, just to give this a full completion for everybody, I um, went on Tuesday to have my routine tests, my autoimmune disease, which are invasive in in most orifices, and I won't go into any more detail. And I have these <laughs> done every, I have these done every three years because I'm a very high cancer risk, having had this for so many years, and I have yeah. existed on medication and steroids for as long as I can remember. So. I went along to my appointment. Uh, you know, did the usual old thing. Well, here we go again. What a pain! You know, book had launched on Monday. I was at a, at an event or weekend on Australian time. You know, nothing ever happens at a good time. And it was my <laughs> consultant's. I was my consultant's last patient before he retired. Okay, and I've been with him twenty five years. He's seen me through wow. all my all my babies being born, all of these things. So you know, he's like an old friend. And basically, you know, went through the procedure. We had a bit of a laugh. We always do. when I'm slightly sedated, and not sedated enough. And we've, we've got some fel- <laughs> <laughs> he's got some really embarrassingly hilarious stories that will stay with him till his grave. <laughs> Which he often Brilliant. reminds Live me it. of. And he had an absolute operating theatre full of people helping him. He's fairly elderly now. And they were obviously all quite emotional that this was his last day at work. He's a lovely, lovely man. And so there were lots of people sort of fussing around and whatever. So busy atmosphere. Anyway, the room then went deathly silent while he got to work. And not much was said for an hour or something. And then we got to the end of it. And he took a lot of biopsies, much more than usual, quite painful. Got to the end of it and he said, I really don't know what to say. And I said, wow, what's happened? You know, it's everything all right. And he went, it's completely gone. There's wow. not a, sing- a single sign that you've ever had ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, autoimmune disease. It's completely gone.
0: Katie, that is just so. Oh, you made me go all tingly, but it is yeah. so. Oh, my God. It's so powerful because that message that you're sending through now. It, it, that is the power of the mind over the body, and yeah,
1: not even any scar tissue. So he said, "Wait for the biopsies to come back." And, and he said, "I've taken far too many because I just can't quite believe what I'm seeing." And he said, "If they come back clear, then this is not part of your life anymore."
0: That is incredible. You see, I saw Anita I Don't whether you've come across Anita Moorjani. She's she, she yeah. was her story is amazing. I saw her deliver a talk, and she was seriously seriously ill with sort of, she was completely ridden with cancer she cleared it with positive psycho positive mindset
1: it's so difficult isn't it because it's scary i don't think i would ever want somebody to follow what i've done because i wouldn't want that responsibility because i no. think each person is so unique and you just don't know but i've reflected a lot this week on lots of different aspects first of all all the decisions i made in my life based around my health and how that limited me but i did the best yes. i could at the time secondly despite that it all turned out all right yes and then also how how this thing has defined me for 33 years and all the things Mm -hmm. that have hinged around it so having it out of my brain this week has been quite confusing and i didn't realize how often i took it into account for example should i eat that do i need to rest And you know i told my children and my youngest said to me does that mean you can play badminton with me now whenever you want And I thought, oh, my goodness me, have I spent years saying, mummy's just going to sit down, mummy's just going to have a rest.
0: Wow.
1: And I said to him, yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can play badminton. Well, hopefully not every day. Wow, wow,
0: Katie. Just imagine how you're going to fly now because I think, you know, the back of that that story of yourself as a case study is just so incredible. And I think it's got to offer hope to the listeners that it is about your, you know, come on. yeah you know, I'm not going to say that there aren't illnesses and ailments and things like that. But like, because you say you don't want that responsibility, but the power of the mind cannot be underestimated. Well,
1: the two things that I attributed to for me, and this is very much my personal journey with all my baggage that i've carried with me through various <laughs> things so you know we all have different energetic drains don't we yes, and i think absolutely. for me i was very energetically drained through various things that had happened in my life i went away to boarding mm-hmm. school at seven i was very unhappy yes. and i think this all took its toll on my body and i think that's why i ended up with an autoimmune disease i have absolutely no doubt about it and this was my mm-hmm. journey and i would do it all again because it's brought me to where i am today but the things that changed it for me were learning about positive psychology and the power that you can have over your mind to improve your Mm -hmm. situation and not in a toxic positive way but in a acknowledging your emotions way this is how I feel Mm -hmm. so listening to yourself and then Mm -hmm. thinking what steps can I take to help this get better you know going on that journey through that and and I didn't acknowledge the effect that my my mental well-being had on my physical health you just crack on you take the tablets and it was, wasn't until I started learning about human energetics and started really listening to my body when it was in a high mm-hmm. vibration. My coach, mm-hmm. who I'm still with now, taught me how to read that energy in me, mm-hmm. that I realized how much better I felt when I was in a high vibration and that everything in the world vibrates at a frequency. And we are just yeah, Something weird about it is science. Look, well, we're just, we're, we're go, atoms, we're all, made, yeah, yes. we're all made up of you atoms know. and that vibrating at different frequencies. It's not woo-woo and weird. It's the science behind it. And I started to understand, you know, that if you show up in a depleted, exhausted, unwell way every day, you also bring that energy into you, bring people into you who vibe with that energy. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, and, and when you swap that up, you just, your whole life, it feels like you've put on new glasses or something. Yeah. And so I started tapping into this probably eight months ago, 10 months ago. And it changed my life, integrating that practice into my health and just generally my business and everything. But at the same time, I started exploring other elements like grounding. So I always Mm. work on a grounding mat. I've got one under my feet now and I sleep on one. And I use infrared treatment every day as well. I sit on a mat here. And I also have one that I lie on in front of the television. I use regular infrared sauna treatment. um, And lots of things like that, that reduce inflammation. So I attribute mm-hmm. those things as well to it. And I think for me, it was a combination of those things, which is why I'm happy to share my story with anybody who it would help and inspire, but I will, you will not find me writing a blueprint for how I did it because that was my journey. And I would never say Absolutely. to someone else, if you buy this and you do this and you do that, you're going to have the same experience.
0: We are all unique. You know, we're mm. all individuals. We can take elements. And it's what works, what resonates for you. Because there's a lot of people out there who go, oh, well, I've tried that. It doesn't work for me. Well, you tried that, but it might be that I didn't. But something else will do. But it's all down to the mind. And if you believe it won't, it won't. If you believe it will, it will. Yeah, and it's, it doesn't matter. It's whatever sort of sits in with you. Because we've all got different learning mm. styles for a start. And I'm a very much an activist my learning style I like to do things to learn I'm also quite pragmatic Mm. I am not a theorist do not give me a book I cannot learn I mean I love to read don't get me wrong but actually to learn anything through reading um, you know it's like textbook style that's not my best way but Mm. but I like to theorize as well so but then you've got internal drives that then kind of come into play as well so there's all these different elements so it's all about that instinct that intuition that feeling it, just taking that time that you've already referred to.
1: I think the thing also to to explain to your listeners is that it's a journey, the discovery of this, and it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's something you commit to and you see small incremental changes, but suddenly you do break through. You really do. Mm. And your energy suddenly moves to a different (sighs) level and you start to feel differently about yourself. So that wonderful saying, which is, I am everything I seek. And you start to realize that the best person in your life is the person inside you. That is the person that's always there for you. That is the person that can make choices about the decisions that you make and the actions that you take towards things. And there's that also that wonderful saying, which is do nothing and nothing gets undone, which is written in the Tao. And that's a wonderful one. It's basically saying, trust the journey, relax, embrace it. Um, the yeah. more you force, the more you drive it away. But but all of these things for me came back down to self-worth. That's essentially mm-hmm. the word. I've, I've wrestled over this for months. What is the word? What is it I found in myself? And mm-hmm. it's self-worth. So that's what I now impart to the ladies who coach with me is finding their self-worth. Now, whether that's through going back to work after having children or stepping out of a corporate career, it's all about being... being uh, fulfilled by who you are and what you can bring to the world, and learning what those skills are. It might be something entirely different you've never thought of.
0: Yeah, I love helping people on that journey because I've got a background. I've been in rec- worked in the recruitment sector since 1987, mm-hmm. and I love sort of helping people explore and find that out because yes. it is. It's about is valuing yourself, believing in yourself. It's finding what fires you, up, what makes your heart sting, what makes you leap out of bed in the morning. Yeah, you know, it's it's about. Yeah, that, just really getting excited, and as you've just alluded to, that sort of vibrational frequency. As you, as your levels rise, you will find that the people that will try and shout you down, pull you down, because they can see you rising, and you can't. Once you start to rise up, you can't go back down. You can give them a hand up, but you have to let them mm-hmm. go. And it might be, it might be hard, or I don't want to let that person go. But people come into your lifetimes at different times, and it may well be that they come back, and they have to. Do the work themselves to come back yeah. into your life, into I'm a your great energy. i in,
1: in nobody ever crosses your path without without something to teach you. And if you're aligned, Absolutely. then you'll stay in each other's lives and do that work together. Maybe it will endure. Maybe it won't. But that, again, is, is not forcing things. It's, it's an acceptance in peace and, and harmony. Absolutely. And and the way that, you know, people say to me, how can I learn about this? Then what do I do? What I've done is I've created a thing called the 30 minute method. And again, it always takes me quite a while to produce stuff because it has to come from the heart and it has to hit the right notes. And basically it's six, five minute audios, which introduce people to all of my little systems. So there's one on raising your vibration. There's one on meditating. There's one on walking in nature. There's one on daily gratitude. And that is my way of introducing people to part of the methodology that I teach. And it seems to be a really nice and they can cherry pick. They can say, I really like that five minutes, not that one. But the point is, is that over a 24 hour period, they will access each of those five minute recordings. Because one of the things I really came up against when I started my business was this pressure around rituals and routines And somebody Mm -hmm. gave me the Miracle Morning or whatever it was. And I read it cover Mm -hmm. to cover and thought, how absolutely amazing. But I now feel so inadequate. Because how do you get up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning with three children and three school runs to do and a husband oh, that exactly. works the Oh, exactly. That's what I'm
0: saying. What works for one doesn't work yeah, for somebody else. You've got to do what's in kin- alignment with you.
1: Yes, but you, but when you're starting out in business, you don't have that confidence to trust your instinct. And all you do is you read the top 10 most famous entrepreneurs in the world they all do this thing at 4.30 in the morning. And you, you're prepared <laughs> not to try anything, but you haven't yet learned to trust your intuition because your success hasn't bought you that privilege. So anyway, I read this book and thought, I cannot cope with that. And, I, you know, how am I going to be successful if I can't do these rituals? So that's played on my mind greatly over the years. And I've, I've had the privilege of working with some amazing people who have helped me to understand that it's always in you and you can tap into it when you want. So part yes, of the education absolutely. I put my ladies through is you can do your affirmations when you're washing up. You can do your manifestations yeah. when you're cleaning your teeth. You can do a quick meditation before the kids get in the car on the school run. And actually, Mm. this is about embodying this in your whole life. It's not about saying right between six and seven, I am going to do this thing, like learning my times tables, whack it out. It's actually saying, (sighs) I've got to pause it. I'm going to put on my favourite song and raise my vibration. And that is the point of the 30-minute method, is anybody that's listening,
0: you can do it too. It's just listening and going with your natural flow and going with what you, trusting yourself, and listening to what you, you know and what you inherently know internally, not what other people think you, in inverted commas, should be doing. Firstly, thank you very much for coming on <laughs> and sharing so much with with me and my listeners. You're but welcome. how do people get in touch with you?
1: Well, I'm on Instagram as Katie Cooper Coaching, and um, my email is hello at Katie Cooper Coaching, my website is katiecoopercoaching.com. Um, so yeah, access me through any of those ways. If you want to jump into any courses, yeah, just reach out to me and we can connect and chat.
0: Fantastic! I think I might be heading over there myself with a Pinterest insight welcome
1: Sarah <laughs> a bit beyond engagement rings. <laughs> <laughs> yes to move on
0: now <laughs> indeed indeed thank you so much again katie and thank you all for listening um this has been me sarah Jane Ayler, harnessing happiness and until next time have a great rest of the day week month year whatever it is take care lots of love from me
1: bye Thanks for listening
0: to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit
1: SarahJNaylor.com. That's SarahJNaylor.com.